0: Hello, dear listeners, you are on the podcast Research Lives and Cultures. I'm Sandrine Soube, and I'm sharing with you a series of very short interviews with academics. These interviews were recorded a few years ago, so people will have progress in their career. Many of them will maybe have been research fellows or just lecturers when we interviewed them. And since these interviews took place, maybe they've already been promoted to being professors, maybe they've changed institution, maybe they have uh, switched career, who knows? Just giving you a little glimpse of the career at a point in time of these individuals who are sharing some wisdom, some insights, some key learnings that they've had during their research career. I hope that you enjoy these short interviews that were done, as I've said, several years ago. Still lots of insight to gain, lots of uh, interesting ideas that you may acquire from listening to these interviews. I hope you enjoy them.
1: My name is Sharif El-Kamisi. I'm a professor of molecular medicine here at the University of Sheffield. And our lab study uh, the uh, genome stability. So we study how cells repair DNA damage, uh, what happens if it goes wrong. And uh, these have huge implications for uh, human disorders like cancer and neurodegeneration. So I did my undergraduate uh, degree in uh, pharmaceutical sciences. Uh, And after I finished, I practiced pharmacy as a profession uh, for about uh, five years. And I practiced both community pharmacy and uh, clinical pharmacy. Um, I found this experience, the tasks were a little bit repetitive and uh, they're not challenging enough for me, so uh, I decided then to start to do some postgraduate studies. And uh, I really loved chemistry and biology, so uh, I decided to do a master in biochemistry, which combines a bit of both. So during my master degree, I simultaneously decided to do a Diploma in Business Administration. And the reason was because when I practiced pharmacy, I really realized the importance of learning more about business and how to manage people. So that was very useful. And um, after I finished both the Diploma in Business and the master degree, I started looking for PhD positions abroad. Uh, and the reason I did that is because in Egypt, the research is not as good, and the research funding especially is not as good, and also the facilities um, uh, are not as good. Um, So I got a couple of offers from the US uh, and offers also from the UK. Uh, the offers from the US were more generously uh, funded um, and uh, the offers from the UK had no funding associated with it. So uh, um, that was a big risk for me. So I took the risk and I self-financed myself for the first six months and I came to the UK. And the reason I did this because the subject was more close to my heart and it ties in really well with my training as a pharmacist so I could see the vision of going back and develop drugs and find targets and things like this. Um, so that worked really well and um, after, during the first year my supervisor helped me a lot and we managed to secure um, a research funding um, from a scholarship called Overseas Research Scholarship at the time. My PhD experience had all the challenges uh, that everyone uh, during PhD go through, um, including things not working, the pressure of time. Uh, I was very lucky with the help I had from my supervisor. He helped me a lot going through all these difficult times, and we managed to finish the PhD in good time, and uh, we got, I got paper out of it. Um, after that, I returned back to Egypt uh, with a view to set up my research group, and I took up a lectureship position over there. However, it was this experience setting up a research team in Egypt was very frustrating to me because I stumbled with lots of problems over there, uh, mainly logistical problems and also financial issues in terms of funding. Uh, But more to do with the culture over there, the the immediate uh, use and impact of doing science and doing research was not very obvious to many people over there. So that forced me to go out again and um, I started uh, my my main uh, vision was to set up a research team and I realized that I will not be competitive with just my PhD and my training in pharma company and uh, this literature position in Egypt. So I had to uh, complement the skills I learned during my PhD with other skills, and the one that was immediately obvious to me is learning more about model organisms and moving to a different model system, and in that case it was mouse. So I found uh, a lab in the U.S. uh, that offered me a position, uh, and I spent a good time over there learning uh, mouse models of human disorders. Uh, that was a very good experience for me and that experience allowed me to uh, improve my research profile and be a little bit more competitive for fellowship positions during my training in the u.s i had in mind that i want to uh, secure a fellowship uh, to be independent and set up my own research team Um, and i really wanted to go back to the uk uh, because the family liked the uk and it was a very good place to raise up kids as well Um, And in in my field, the only two good places in the UK, the top places in the UK are Clearhall in London and the Genome Centre in Sussex. Uh, We didn't really like to live in London, we preferred Brighton as a city. Um, And also in Sussex, um, they um, showed interest in me going back again uh, to uh, transfer this knowledge of uh, animal models and set set it up in the Genome Centre in Sussex. So I I found the environment very welcoming. So um, uh, I had to take another risk, I would say, in my career where I applied for a fellowship position where uh, where, uh, I did my PhD. And the general advice is this doesn't usually work because people uh, question about whether you will be independent enough and what is your relationship with your PhD supervisor. In that particular case, the uh, advantages were very obvious and uh, the Wellcome Trust were happy uh, to, to give the fellowship to me. And I got it and I returned it to Sussex and I had tremendous support from the director of the institute over there that made uh, take every uh, possible measure to ensure that I am separated completely from my PhD supervisor. And, uh, and it worked really well during that time from 2008 and for five years. So during my career, uh, the uh, my family has to really put up with a lot of challenges. Um, and the reason is uh, we had to leave our big family. So when we had kids, my wife and myself didn't have the family support. Uh, that was very stressful and many times. And also when I moved to the U.S., they didn't join me to the U.S. Uh, because they didn't really want to go to the U.S. Um, so uh, when you take when you take a career in, in academia it's not an individual decision uh, it is uh, a family decision because it has huge implications on on, on your family um, for example in my case I finished my PhD in, in three and a bit. Um, my wife uh, did her master and PhD, f- f- it took about 10 years. So she had to do a lot of sacrifices in order for me to uh, finish quickly. Um, and, and I suspected that, that will happen um, in, in every partner that are deciding to go to academia. So toward the end of my fellowship in Sussex, I got the opportunity to uh, be in touch with a Nobel laureate, an Egyptian-American Nobel laureate, who had the vision of setting up a new uh, university, a new research establishment. Uh, It's a city, actually, in Egypt. And his main vision was to uh, bring in the culture, the European culture and the American culture, of doing research and doing science uh, and train people from low- and middle-income countries uh, on, on these uh, on these cultures so I found that opportunity is a great one and I, I joined uh, Dr. well for the setting up this institute and I set up a, a genome center over there um, and um, this was very rewarding for me because I had been through the frustration of trying to set something up uh, about six seven years ago and I failed so I found this is a great opportunity for me to give something back to this country uh, and also uh, in my personal level I learned a lot during this experience Experience because um, everything was new to me in terms of setting things up, managing that sort of uh, infrastructure and people. So I learned a lot uh, from this experience as well. After I finished my fellowship in Sussex, um, I again realized the importance of moving uh, because that exposes you to different environments and different cultures and also bring in uh, new opportunities as well in terms of collaboration and and seeing things from a different perspective. So I moved to Sheffield and um, I chose Sheffield uh, for many reasons, but maybe the, the most important reason was the environment because I felt my stay in sussex and in the u.s the environment was amazing i had lots of people around to interact with to exchange ideas Uh, so the environment was very nurturing Um, and and i think the same in sheffield as well so the the key step in in academia is to choose a place where the environment is supportive where you can actually talk to people and exchange ideas and also Be prepared to take risks uh, and don't be afraid of failure because if you don't fail, you will never succeed Um, and also um, uh, be determined, Um, if, if you love something, you just go for it, if you don't get it first time, you will get it second or third time or even fourth time, so just don't give up.